Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. In this weekly show, the Husker Online team will give you the latest insight on Husker football, basketball, baseball, and of course, recruiting. Now, here's your host, Husker Online publisher, Sean Callahan. Hello here and welcome again to another edition of the Husker Online show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, Robin Washett. We are nearly a week away from the end of spring practice, the red-white spring game. Um, we're off Easter, boys. Uh, Sipple brought his leftover ham up to the office for everybody to enjoy. I did not. I did have leftover ham, though. And macaroni. Ma- See, I can't say macaroni. Macaroni. Mac- mac- macaroni. Macaroni. You say like macaroons. The kids say macaroni, and I've said that for so long. Macaroni. 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 <laughs> but there we're we back. Um, weekend was off for Nebraska. Um, back to work this week, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Um, we heard from Matt Rule, though, again to start the week. And, you know, this is the part of the show I like to call opening headlines. And I think this is going to be the headline, really, not just for Nebraska, but for all of college football as we embark on another new era, the spring portal window. It's a two week period that begins Saturday, April 15th where the NCAA will open the transfer portal for business for just two weeks. Well, here's the deal with Nebraska. They will be practicing for one full week within this open portal window. And then after the spring game's over on April 22nd, they'll have another full week of that window being open. Man, and I asked Matt Rule about this, Sip. I mean, I'm intrigued how it's going to play out, not just here nationally, but within their own locker room. Because if you think you're leaving – what, why would you scrimmage on Saturday? Scrimmage Saturday, or yeah, scrimmage Saturday, or scrimmage in the spring game. So Matt Rule told you, I haven't thought about it. He added, "It's going to happen. We're going to. There's going to be guys. They'll show up Saturday morning that end up in the portal from Nebraska. He didn't. We don't know who that is. But the fascinating thing to me is now. I mean, you think about the competing entities here." the competing mindsets you have a coach on one hand who's trying trying hard in his first year to build something strong that looks presentable for the spring game but then also for the fall so and then the competing entity of there's some guys on his roster that are thinking about getting out he he doesn't want to think about those guys not right now i mean he's got a he's all all about moving this program forward it's really an it's that's I mean I don't I'm not going to be critical of the portal at this point there's it's, there's no good in it but these are the kind of situations that are that are awkward mm-hmm. um, especially for a guy who's just inherited a roster and there's so much work to be done and you need all these people pulling in the same direction and you just naturally don't have that because there's some guys thinking about their next stop yeah, and I guess there's two sides to it too, because Nebraska's hoping to benefit from this next round Good point. of portal waves too. So it's I mean, fair, there, Rob. It's, there's yeah. pros and cons, and 
right now you're kind of seeing the the bad part of it where this this roster retention and management and getting guys to stay bought in that might you know in theory have one foot out the door but right. then you're also starting to get word on potential options that might fill holes in your roster that Great not only replace the guys that are leaving but um, upgrade at spots that you needed to address so you know it's it, it's just the way the game is now and mm-hmm. you can like it or hate it what, whatever it. it is but it's it's the way that you have to operate now so for Matt rule you just take it as it is you know yeah. you know that guys are gonna leave that's not a secret they have to lose players that are on scholarship in order to get down to 85 to begin with yeah. they had to upgrade at some positions um, post spring so you know it's just kind of the the natural progression of this that you know, we'll, we'll see just where it ultimately shakes out. But I think that uh, you just kind of take it as it is. Well, and I think when you go back to December, there was the, the one-month period where that was open. Um, and that's very rushed for a lot of guys because, mm-hmm. you know, they're just finishing classes, the season. Now this is the time where they had a whole semester to think. And I, I think the thought is there's going to be some better players that go in in this two-week period than maybe what we saw in the winter. Is that right? Um, you yeah, think so? Yeah, I mean, somebody in the program told me that today at practice. So I, they, they think that there'll be a better crop of guys that go in around the country now than maybe December. And I do think you you look back, it was pretty light. Like the offensive line was light in December. There wasn't a lot. Uh, the, the players available? Players available that you could go and pick. And that teams did a really good job of maybe – retaining their roster in December. But now now you're going to be like, all right, guys don't like their situation or don't like what, what's going on at their school that they're at, and, and you're going to see some guys pop in, and those names are going to be hot. I mean, these names that go in, it's going to – I mean, just like what Rob – and we'll talk about basketball later in the show, but what's going on in basketball, I think it's going to be like that or even at a higher level of football. And I don't a lot of these players already kind of know where they're going. I mean, a lot of times. Feelers. Feelers. Yeah, a lot of yeah. times. They, they can't talk to anybody, but their people can. Yeah. And their people do more often than not, especially the higher profile guys. Yeah, and if you're a Nebraska fan, you hope that that this staff is talking to some high-profile impact players right now through intermediaries or however it's done. I think you got to do it. you got to play the game. Because the they game. need a D-lineman still. Yeah, I think They so. probably need another O-lineman. Yeah. But who can you find – that can be ready to go because we saw Elijah, not Elijah Judy, but um, Stefan Wynn and Devin Drew last year. They were just serviceable bodies. I mean, they weren't here long enough to truly develop to be ready to play in the Big Ten in like three months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Wynn, so it's hard. Yeah, I, I, I'd be interested to see what see now. Drew has moved on. Wynn is back, and you know, Wynn is a house. I mean, it just it looks to me like he got quite a bit bigger. He's a he's a big dude now. I'd like to see maybe him turn it up, maybe show something that he really hasn't shown in his career. I mean, he'd be at Alabama if they wanted him. I mean, you don't say goodbye to big bodies like that easily if he if he's re- if he's helping you. So I, I mean, I kind of like to see Win turn it up in his last year in college. Yeah, like Kane Williams came with him at that, Kane and, and you don't really hear his name. Nope. And you know the other you haven't heard it at all. The other storyline and. You know, it's the the rule that's in the in the college football rule book now. When there's a coaching change, um, the head coach in a new situation has the authority now to ask a player not to come back. And then the option is you can go in the portal, or you can stay at Nebraska and keep all of your money, your your scholarship, and your stipend. Um, so, it's, but you don't count against the scholarship. You don't count against that. So, 
that's going to be going on here before we blink our eyes as well. I mean, that will happen after the spring game's over. Um, and I'm sure it's a numbers game. I mean, I, I'm sure they have to really kind of look at the overall numbers and where it's at. But there's going to be guys, obviously, that are going to be asked, like, hey, you can stay at Nebraska, but we, we don't have a spot for you on this 85. And yeah, that was one of the things Matt Rule said um, on Tuesday was, you know, after that week after the spring game is when he's going to have the one-on-one meetings with pretty much everyone. And he, he's said it from the jump that he's going to be direct and honest uh, with these guys about where they stand and what their future is in this program and how, you know, where they stand at their depth, uh, in the depth chart at their respective positions. So, um, you know, the, uh, I think that's what you have to do in this yeah. day and age, you can't sugarcoat it for guys. Cause then you're going to lead them on and you're just going to make matters worse. You yeah. have to be open and honest and tell guys exactly how it is. Cause mm-hmm. that level of transparency, um, if, if you lie, and you try to like be sneaky about it, it's going to come back to you. Word's going to get out that players can't trust you. And in transfer portal recruiting, trust is as significant of a factor as anything. There you go. You're listening here to the Husker Online show as um, we move in. One final thought here in opening headlines, spring game format. We're still a little bit ways out, but um, sounds like we might see live quarterbacks in that game. Um, But we don't know if they're going to have enough players available to do a true game. It might have to be offense versus defense or, or something. And he kind of put that out there in so many words on Tuesday that we could still make it a game if it's offense versus defense. But, you know, that offensive line number situation alone, right. I don't know how no, you you're can, right. You can't divide up into two. If those guys in green aren't playing, which is three or four of those guys are the 14, mm-hmm. um, how do you have – are you going to tell those alignment they got to play 100 right. snaps each? No, you can't. I was you just going to say it. they're in the neighborhood of 10 available right now. Yep. Offensive linemen, yeah, how do you do that? No. It, it would literally be 100 snaps per guy right? at that point. No. You can't do that. <laughs> you don't do that. <laughs> doesn't seem worth the risk. So at that point, you could you can do – so you, you know, if you're a walk-on in the program, you're going to get a lot of reps mm-hmm. in, this, in this spring game at some of these key positions. Um, but these quarterbacks, and that, that will be – Interesting to talk next week more, just how they kind of divide this up and, and rep these quarterbacks. And I mean, we all assume Jeff Sims will be the first QB out of the gates, but who knows? Well, I mean, if you look at the, you know, it, and we do get a glimpse of the early stages of practice we did today, Tuesday. He's always he's always first in line in drills, mm-hmm. and today it was he and then Heinrich Harburg and then Chuba and then Torres. Um, I think that that's meaningful. I mean, I, those the coaches don't have it that way for nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think Sims would be your starter if they played tomorrow. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk more offensive storylines that we've learned here out of the week in spring practice. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. Hi, it's Sean Callahan with Husker Online. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones and see what we find. Learn more at uscellular.com slash built for us. You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, Robin Washett as uh, making our way through talking spring practice nearly a week away. From the red-white spring game, uh, we talked this week to wide receivers coach Garrett McGuire, um, who's now you know a full month into spring practice. It's the first time we've talked to him since 
the the one other time he spoke to the media and you know the more you hear the more you see the more you learn this is an impressive young coach and um yeah I think a lot of people at the beginning just looked at the age and maybe question um it on the outside but when you hear coaches that were at that coaches clinic and you know they watch his presentation they watch him coach you hear the current players you heard Gatlin Bear in Robin's chair when he was up here talking to us from um Burley Utah um or Burley Burley Idaho excuse me um you know he he, he said it was it was going to be interesting to learn with him to learn with him and so this is a guy that continues to get a lot of praise um, as a somebody that really wasn't on anyone's radar until about three months ago. We got a lot of praise today from Matt Rule. Mm-hmm. A lot of praise. El Rule also said you could tell Rule was irritated about people questioning Garrett McGuire. You know, he's 24. That's that's and it's okay. I mean, it's perfectly fair to question that age. I mean, it is. Um, he's a young guy. Um, and you wonder how that's going to be. Rule, Rule said it affected recruiting, those questions. And he kind of didn't like the fact it came from in-house, which he means the Nebraska media. Some of it came What does that mean, though? Like, is he talking about, like, some of the receivers locally? That, there's a couple good receivers they've offered, like Davon Hall, Isaiah McMorris. Um, I don't know what it meant, but um, Rule said that, that, you know, it affected it. So it's sort of interesting that he, he said that. He also said that, look, this guy coached in the NFL. NFL players making millions of dollars responded well to him. He said Garrett McGuire has a hard edge. He's not just a hype man. I mean, this is what Rule said. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's just not a hype man. He's got a hard edge. Yeah, and just watching him for the brief instances that we have, you can see a little bit of that. Yeah, you, mean, can. You, you watch him coach on the field. He doesn't look like a 24-year-old kid whereas, who's in over his head that uh, is having a – hard time getting his players attention guys listen to him uh he's thorough and um direct with how he communicates on the field and um, i think guys respond to that and i think the other element to that is while there might be some negatives in terms of his experience i think there's positives in his ability to relate with guys differently than a coach 20 years older than him Mm -hmm. to where he's got an office that stock full of snacks that Mm -hmm. guys feel comfortable going in there and just hanging out like not even guys in his own room. Like Eric Gilbert comes yep. there every single morning to hang out with them. And I think that's really important to establish that relationship for especially a coach that is that young. You got to find a way to connect with guys. And I think his ability to bond with guys as people is what's making that difference where he's building that trust for what he might lack in terms of resume and you know Stature. track record. Yeah, he's, he's making up for right. with just the, the, the personal relationships and ability to connect with guys and going to Marcus Washington and saying, Hey, you have a one-year-old son. Mm-hmm. That, that's your why. Yeah. And like using that as a motivator, like mm-hmm. most 24 year old kids don't think like that. I mean, nope. he's, he's coaching well beyond his years. Yes. <laughs> Who doesn't like a cabinet full of snacks? We have them here and Absolutely. Steve Sippel, that's why he shows up on. I just, I, I mean, what well, is the first thing I do every time I walk in just straight rips, for the cabinet yeah, rips, three bags of jerky. Yeah, ripped one. A pot full of Nespresso pods and yeah, a cabinet right full now. of snacks. No, you I, get Steve Sipple yeah. up here every day. The espresso, I, this is the best I felt all day. And it's what time is it? It's what always time? here. It's always waiting for you. Yeah, thank you, Sean. You're listening here to uh, the Husker Online Show. And you know, let's talk more about some of these receivers. Matt Rule mm. did get into the, the discussion about uh, Billy Kemp. Um, Billy, we, we talked to uh, Joshua Fleeks this week. We talked to Isaiah Garcia Castaneda. 
Um, there's a lot there, Sip, with just some of these guys, and it sounds like a position of strength. Well, yeah, and you didn't mention the leading receiver by far. I Marcus mean, Washington. Yeah, Marcus Xavier Washington. Xavier Betts. Yeah, Marcus Washington by far the leading returning receiver. 31 catches uh, last year, 491 yards and a touchdown. I mean, the next the next on the list is Alante Brown mm-hmm. with 12. In fact, what I'm, I guess what I'm getting at is Marcus Washington gets overlooked a little bit. And the previous staff liked him because he was – I mean, in what little practices we saw last year, Washington was enthusiastic, very engaged, enthusiastic guy, all in. Had a good year. Now, if you're Marcus Washington, you want to turn it up. Mm-hmm. I mean, now you want to go from 31 to 50 catches. We'll see how the ball gets spread around. But he's a good-looking player, 6'2", 190 pounds. He doesn't have that kind of Trey Palmer speed, but he's a – well, and you heard Garrett McGuire say, say it. he's a competitive sucker. Mm-hmm. He is. Washington, we watched him all last year. He's, he, that's a good description. He's a competitive sucker. Yeah, and he's motivated. You know, and, yeah, by, and, by his son. And, and McGuire's found ways to, to find those motivators. So I think that that's, that's certainly promising on that front. But oh, also, yeah. uh, you know, Sean mentioned earlier that they're kind of toning things down with Billy Kemp, that he's kind of proven himself as that known commodity. Like yeah. they, they know what they have with him. He kind of is what they thought he was. They don't be. need him getting 50 reps of a, a scrimmage or anything they like don't. that. So as a result of that, that rest of that receiver room, which is loaded, where they have like 15 scholarship guys, you know? So, I mean, like there's a lot of bodies in that room, but they're all getting reps today or Tuesday. Um, McGuire said that they got 180 reps in their Thursday practice this, this past Thursday, and each guy got about 30 to 40 reps per receiver. So, I mean, talk about opportunity. I mean, you're talking about the Sean Hardys and the Victor Jones juniors, like guys that aren't really getting talked about much. Yeah, we don't talk about they're them. at least getting a chance yeah. and they're getting out there. They're getting reps, meaningful reps, getting on film. So, uh, I think with the way that Nebraska is practicing, while it seems like a huge number that they have a receiver. They're finding ways to maximize every second of practice and getting guys at least a shot to prove what they can do. Well, and how about, I mean, the walk-ons too, mm-hmm. Ty Han, um, who, you know, he, he was one of the best athletes to come out of eight man in the state. <laughs> Carter Nelson trumps that now. Uh, Johnson Brock. Johnson Brock. But, you know, he was a thousand yard receiver, led his team to a state championship and he was going to win the hundred, I believe. I mean, he was that good all around. He's a 10, eight guy. Um, but then the Bullocks, not, Alex not only Alex, but his brother, John. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex is the receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the two brothers from Creighton Prep, um, they're valuable walk-ons in this program, and both could play this year. Yeah, and that's not that's not us saying that. Rule, unsolicited, yeah. said the Went guys. way. Yeah, unsolicited. Rule said the guys that don't get talked about enough are Alex Bullock and, and Ty Han. That's, I mean, to, for him to say that, un, like, just bring it up. He was asked about the receivers, mm-hmm. but he but he he said right off the guys who don't get talked about enough are, are Alex well, Bullock and Ty Alex Bullock and Ty Han. That is a feather in those guys' cap for the yeah. head coach I, to do that. So the COVID year, um, you weren't with us at that point. Obviously, I was alive. You were you were um, <laughs> at another news outlet. R.I.P. We went to a lot of high school games that year. I was with us. Because I was yes. determined to keep content flowing for our website. So all of us on our staff went out to different games. Okay. And I went to a bunch of Creighton Prep games. And Did they, you? They played Lincoln Southeast that year on that field with Sam Sledge, A.J. Rollins. Um, Alex Bullock. Alex Bullock. John Bullock. Then, then you had Gatula. And you had, you know, you had some really good players. Um, Applegate, 
you know, from Southeast, all these guys on the field. Alex Bullock was the best football player on the field. The game Whoa. I went to. Mm. He had Whoa. a couple receiving touchdowns. He had an interception. I mean, really? these were like game-changing plays where he was making plays all over the field. Like, Creighton Prep, he was their best player on that team. Like, when you went to the games, he was clearly a guy that got hurt because of COVID. Yeah. Um, you know, and he's not 6'2". He is 6'2". Oh, he is. 6'2", 195. That's why he's listed. Okay. Well, That's why he's, he's listed. His measurables and – this doesn't though. jump off the page. Right. But when you watch him play, he jumped off the page. That's interesting, Sean. That's really interesting. Yeah, and so I, I'm I'm excited for that kid because he kind of gambled, bet on himself to walk on here, and he, he's doing it. I mean, he, yeah. I, his brother is. Like, I was surprised he didn't get some quality Dakota offers and other places because he could play at those schools. Hmm. The staff likes those Bullock boys. They really do. Th- those are – like you can tell, the, there's some there's certain guys this staff has picked out that they noticed. And there's liked. Alex right there. There he is. Har- they like Alex Bullock. They like Harbaugh, or excuse me, Heinrich Harburg. When did Harbaugh um, have a yeah, kid Harbaugh. coming? They like <laughs> Harbaugh. Um, they like Heinrich Harburg. They like they like that running back um, uh, number twenty two. Help me, help me, help Gabe me. Gabe, Gabe Bourbon. Jr. Yeah, they like those. They got they like those guys. They bring those guys up all the time. On that note, let's close on this. Running back, A.J. Allen. Yeah. Quiet. A lot of connected dot, a lot of conspiracy theorists out there wondering what's going on because he's kind of been limited. Um, he's not been discussed much. We know what's coming April 15th. Oh, boy. I mean, that's a guy I think everyone will watch kind of where, where he's at. He, he was repping in practice on Tuesday, but with a green jersey on. Mm-hmm. So he went from yellow, which is off limits practice, completely to green. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was practicing. He looked good. There he is right there. Yeah, he looked good running the ball in green. I don't know. I, I, I just hate speculating on no, that I don't sort of stuff. It. I mean, what if he had like a head injury or something? Yeah. He was forced to sit out. Yeah. Because, I mean, so we saw him Thank last week in the yellow jerseys. Then that night, I think that night he's posting videos of him like dunking a basketball like at the rack or something like that. So, I mean, I, I don't know. And so that probably leads further into the <laughs> – Although the it, conversation yeah. about why he's out, but you just never know. No. And we, we, we just not informed enough on what's actually happening to start jumping to conclusions, especially right. with something like that, suggesting that someone has got a foot out the door. Like, I, I'm not ready to do that. No, the only thing, that, you know, it's kind of curious because they've talked so extensively about Gabe Irvin. Um, Anthony Grant, not so much. But we know what Grant can do. Yeah, it came off a suspension. Um, he comes off a suspension. A.J. Allen, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I, yeah, it's just sort of a mystery right now. And Rule was asked about him today and just just stuck to kind of the injury news. Doesn't mm-hmm. He doesn't volunteer much information on him. So it is something to watch. All right, when we come back, we're going to shift over to defense. We'll talk defensive storylines next. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I wanted to ask You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, Robin Washett uh, talking defensive storylines 
out of spring practice, I want to start right here with just physicality, tackling, the way they've practiced. They've gotten after it. And, and you know, you, you see even the videos. I mean, you have Heinrich Harburg going downfield, making lead blocks on Love guys that. as a quarterback. Um, but it's it's been a big point to kind of ramp up the physicality with this defense and how they've gone about practicing over the course of the spring. Yeah, I think it has. And it was kind of refreshing today. You know, in, in these media sessions, you, all, you often get a lot of kind of philosophical questions and sort of, I don't know, they just sort of lead to nowhere. And, and, and somebody just said, hey, how's the tackling? It was really refreshing. Like, oh, yeah, we're actually going to talk about some football part here. <laughs> nice. Um, and Rule and Rule said, said some sort of illuminating things. He says, we don't, we're not tackling a, a lot live, but we have. Um, they're, ta- they're teaching a new way of tackling, and some guys are taking bad angles. But the big thing, he says, it's a very willing tackling team, and, and they're not soft. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know what they're – he kind of, if you watch the video, he kind of got into how they're going about it, um, but it's hard to convey. Yeah, basically he talked about the balance of you know changing, leading with the head, which to reduce head injuries, but now you're seeing more labrum injuries and shoulder injuries oh. than ever because of the emphasis of leading with the shoulder yeah. and the fact that shoulder pads are now smaller than they've ever been right. you know, because of the, the style and speed yeah. element. So uh, it's a, a fine line now and how to what's the safest approach yeah. for tackling. And so there, there's all sorts of that in terms of just the normal fundamentals of bringing down a ball carrier. So a work in progress, um, the scrimmage this coming Saturday he said is going to be really big as far yeah, as that is concerned. Because they're going to hit. Yeah, they're going to hit a lot. They're yeah. going to run a lot of plays, and it's going to be a lot of live oh, tackling. Oh, a big so scrimmage. That, I think, is going to be that next real turning point in, in really evaluating how, how good of a tackling team this this group actually is. And while it has been limited, he said that what they've seen has been good overall. I mean, certainly not perfect, but I think what you, you mentioned, Seth, the most important part is that it, it's a willing group. I mean, that's they're not going to shy away from contact once they're in that element. Yeah. And that scrimmage on Saturday is kind of the pinnacle of spring practice. Mm-hmm. Yes, the spring game is the show, but that is the pinnacle. Like yes. That is where you take the gloves off and yep. say, let's go. You'll find out about some players, good or bad. And you're right, Sean. That's always the way it is. The, the, the final scrimmage of the spring is the key. It's eva- the true spring it's, game. Yeah, way more important than the spring. Key game. evaluation point. And what you'll hear on the actual spring game is like we simplified things and this one of the athletes to be athletes. Let them play. Where like they're gonna run a lot more terminology and their concepts in the actual scrimmage. And you know, that that was like that was the Zach Taylor scrimmage, the legendary 05 Nebraska scrimmage where Bill Callahan scrimmaged his team for three and a half hours. And they determined that Zach, I mean Zach's toughness showed. They wanted to put those quarterbacks in difficult situations. Yeah, you're right. The spring game, there's 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 meaning to it because you do see the athletes. You can see them. You see the guys show out their athleticism. Like you will see Jeff Sims show out in that on that day. Um, now maybe some others will too. We saw some other guys back, by the way, mm-hmm. um, on the field. Blaze Gunnerson back um, out there practicing. And, Huge. And this is a guy that's battled injuries really since high school. Yeah. And you just hope that he can get himself back. Uh, Brody Tagaloa was back in red practicing, and he's now a D lineman, no longer a tight end. He had an injury as a senior in high school. He was shelved last year, had been shelved at the beginning of the spring, 
you know, he's impressive looking kid. Like, can they get some repetition out of Brody Tagaloa? Yeah, Gunnarsson and Tagaloa are both good looking players. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah, especially Gunnarsson. I mean, he looks really like a, he looks like a Big Ten D lineman now. He does. I mean, he's he's got the stature to him. Just need to stay on the field, stay healthy. Um, Omar Brown and Javin Wright are both practicing, but in green jerseys. I think Omar's doing maybe a little bit more than Javin, at least as far as what we've been able to see. Um, so, but other than that, like they're pretty healthy on the defensive side. I mean, the most of the other green jerseys and, and notable yellow jersey guys. Are on the offensive side of the ball. So good spot for the defense to be in at this point in spring ball. Omar Brown, Javin Wright are two guys that have been injured a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, they're, it's notable, and I say that because they're both really talented. Yes. Um, Omar Brown's a, a senior, a veteran player. You just like him sh- to see him sh- shake that stuff off and become that player that you have kind of in your mind's eye. Javin Wright's the same way. He started last year against Wisconsin, um, had one start. And, again, big, good-looking player. I mean, you, you use him on the punt team to brush the punter because of his length and athleticism. But, man, you like to see it start showing up on defense. Mm-hmm. But, on the other hand, they got a lot of defensive backs. It's not like there's any code red. With, if those two guys don't play, they're fine. I, I mean it. I mean, they got enough guys back there. Mm-hmm. So, are, when you look at the defensive secondary, are we assuming today that Malcolm Hartstug is the opposite corner? Or is he know. a safety and if it's not Hardstock at corner, who is that corner? Is it Tommy Hill? Or is it somebody else? That opposite cor- of Quentin Newsom, we don't yeah. really have a beat on that. No, we don't. We need to get a beat on it, that. That's one I don't really because I don't feel like corner is where they want Hardstock long term. I think it, they, they, they're really moving him around, right? I think they've got other mm-hmm. plans for it. It seems like it, doesn't it? What it could a guy like Tame and Lineham rise? don't hear his name though i mean and that doesn't mean anything but no i know you don't though you're right you don't he's got he may but he looks the part i still get tony white one more time still wonder what buford's marquis buford's situation is like and and how does he impact he can play corner that discussion he played safety last year but he can play corner that's where he started out at when he got to nebraska corner corner. Yeah. yeah he can play corner i tommy hill you wonder about i mean the last staff just loved him i still have that memory of fisher Saying he's a dog. His name was going to be on the stadium someday. Tom, Tom he said Fisher that. He's a dog. That, I mean, yeah. I told him his name could be on that stadium if he yeah. plays someday, the way, the way I think. I mean, so why did that go south? Yeah. Well, it did. And yeah. I don't know why. Well, you saw why. You saw against Georgia Southern why it went. It got I, in Oklahoma. I, yeah. You hear stories that got a little heated in practice one day with Fisher and Tommy. And then that's when he made the move to receiver. But the move to receiver just ended up being not. When it wasn't much, a lot of empty calories yeah, there. Lot, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just wasn't. Yeah, a lot of vanilla Orioles. Yeah, not much there. Um, or regular Orioles. I mean, those are good too. But I like the really like the vanilla. Um, but yeah, there wasn't much to talk about. But it doesn't mean his career's over. No. Um, we'll see where that goes. But that's a good thing for us to ferret out. We got to get that. In. Like, get a is, beat on that second corner. Yeah, second mm-hmm. corner. Like Braxton Clark, is he a guy that really? Because this is his sixth year. You know, like, what's his outlook right now? If he's uh-huh. not in their plan, I mean, this decision that they have to make on players that will be asked back or not, I, you have to – I mean, just look at those safety and some of these defensive back numbers. Like, that's a position that you have to think there's going to be some attrition. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, mean, I don't want to speculate on who. No, but this look. I mean, the numbers alone dictate that there's going to be some <laughs> safeties. A lot of safeties. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that well, but here's the thing: they've added the rover position, so you effectively have three safeties now. So they, it's good they have a lot of those bodies. Corners, the position you wonder about. You know, Newsom's locked in. As Omar corner. Brown's locked in. You think? Like to play and be on the field. Yeah, I do. Do you? I think he'll get on the field. Okay. Okay. They're gonna. I mean, they're high on Omar Brown. Okay. Yeah. Um, you don't think they are? Yeah, I do. I just don't know if he's a lock I, to be a starter uh, or to play. I mean, you got Gifford. You got Miles Farmer. Now that's a guy. Gi- you got I, Buford. You got Isaac. Yeah, Gifford. Um, you don't, don't hear Gifford's name much. No, you don't. Which is interesting to me because, but it's sometimes Sean. You know how it goes with this uh, covering this team. Sometimes it's just because nobody asked. You know, nobody asked about Gifford. Well, he hasn't. So then we the say media. they're not talking to him. Um, they're not talking about him, and they're talking about I don't know Omar Brown. Maybe because just somebody asked about him. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't doesn't always matter that much. Now there are names they volunteer though. Those are the ones. Mm-hmm. That's why I always say those are the ones to me that are most yeah, the unsolicited mentions. Yeah, those the, those are really meaningful. That means the coach went up there with a point yeah. to talk about that yeah. guy. All right, when we come back, uh, Abby Barmer will join us. We'll take your questions here in the mailbag. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sippel, Robin Washett. Let's welcome in Abby Barmore. As uh, We've got a full mailbag here um, as we sit about a week away or so from uh, the red white spring game. Abby, where are you starting us off with in the mailbag? All right. Speaking of the spring game, what name do you think will emerge from the spring game that we haven't been talking about? Oh boy. That's a tough one. Who haven't we talked about? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Stay with every spring. Hold on. Okay. Let's think about this. Because we've already covered some of these like walk on receivers. I will say this Fedoni hasn't come up that much mm. lately uh eh, he did last time forget that one scratch <laughs> is there is there any uh those receivers that we don't talk about much this, is, well, this question is uh, really falling flat abby have you noticed we're just trying to okay. keep the one, one guy garrett mcguire mentioned was sean hardy okay saying he's one of those guys that has been getting a lot of okay. extra reps yeah especially with billy kemp's workload so if you talk about spring emergers, yeah. like the rando spring game guy that like yep. catches seven balls for yeah. 82 yards and a touchdown. Yep. The Krinsky Gillian spring yes. game guy. Sean, Sean Hardy, Hardy is a good name. That's or, a good name. What was that running back Butler back in the early Yeah, game? Butler. He had like back-to-back 100-yard spring games. Then Chris, Chris Butler. Chris Butler then transferred. And then he to, started for Auburn. Transferred to Auburn. That's how good Nebraska's running backs were. That Did he got, start for Auburn? Yeah, he played for Auburn, played a lot for him. Okay. I didn't know that, but I remember I distinctly remember the transfer day. All right, I'll, I'll throw out the quarterbacks. I mean, what about like Chuba Purdy and Richard Torres? Could yeah. like one of those guys yeah. at least flash? Yeah, Torres. I mean, we haven't seen much of Torres. That would be interesting. That would be certainly interesting. Thank All you. right, next question. Do you think there's any chance that Matt Rule will, will utilize a two quarterback system? 
No. Not really. I, I, I just don't. I mean, Frost tried to do it a little bit with McCaffrey and and um, Martinez, and it destro- no. it mm-hmm. kind of destroyed the season. <laughs> I mean, the Illinois game yeah. was one of the worst home yeah. losses. They were like 13-point favorites, no, it was and they the got worst. embarrassed. Yeah. Go ahead and say it. It was one of the worst home losses you've ever seen. It was. It really was, yeah. considering the context of what that was. I mean, I watched the game mostly with my mouth agape. I couldn't believe what was going on. They, come on. And then they put Martinez in late, and he just started, like, lighting up. I mean, like he had done his whole career against Illinois. Yeah. Yeah, like literally the best games of his career were against Illinois, and they were messing around putting McCaffrey in there. Two, yeah, a two-quarterback system, I don't see Rule doing it. Rule's sort of old school in a lot of ways. That's just doesn't fit his mold. I could you think. be gimmicky with Heinrich Harburg? Yes. As a red zone runner. Yeah, you could be gimmicky that way, but I don't consider that a two quarterback system. No, that's not a system. No. That's just stick it packages. In yeah. Packages for Heinrich. Yeah, I could see that. Remember schools like Missouri when they had Brad Smith and Chase Daniel was there and, and they would give yeah. like Chase Daniel a design series every half. Yeah. But I mean, look who they had, you yeah. know. I mean those were Yeah, I don't think we'll see a two quarterback system. And, I, and even the package with Heinrich is just idle speculation. Right. All right, what do you got next? With Nebraska losing out on a couple of offensive linemen in the 500-mile radius, where does that recruiting area stand, and how many O-line and D-linemen do you think they'll take in the 2024 class? Well, they took six last year. So they, 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 they six took what? linemen, offensive linemen. Offensive linemen. So they, their number is huge. I mean, when you add Mason Goldman, Jason Machacek, Sam Sledge, Gunnar Gatula, Brock Knutson, and I'm missing one other one in there. But, I mean, that's a lot of linemen in one yeah. year. Um, so I think the number is probably around four at the most. Three or four. O-linemen. Yeah, and they have Gibson Pyle. Um, you know, and Grant Bricks has to be a priority out of – Logan Magnolia, Iowa, right now. That to me, that's a guy that they have to lock up. Um, but you know, Andrew Sprague to Michigan out of Kansas City Rockhurst. It's a blow. He had been here three times, but you kind of had a feeling it was going that direction. I think the shocker still remains Gage Ginther, you know, who we believe is the number one player in the state of Colorado, just based on his recruiting attention and offers. I think we've got him at number two on on three right now. Um, but he's got better offers than the guy ranked ahead of him. Yeah. Um, so who's going to Kansas State? You just wonder the Gage Ginther thing to Tennessee. That was tough because it it felt very good for Nebraska with Gage Ginther. Yes, dad's dad played at UNK. He was a corner at UNK, and his dad's a huge Husker fan. Um, And Ginther was here, and he it the vibe was good. It seemed like he was engaged, and then all all of a sudden Tennessee, Tennessee, which has a thriving NIL operation. Paying that quarterback, there. I, I was reading on on three that they recruited that quarterback. I can't. I'm not going to try his name, but eight million is their talk. They're, they threw out eight million in a published report. Nico is that the? Yeah, yeah. I'm a lever or something like that. That's. I think that's how you put it. Over his career, but I'm that's a, a lot of money. I mean, I'm a lever, which is an app name for this time period because if he doesn't play enough, it'll be I'm a lever Tennessee for someone. <laughs> <else>. <laughs> Those deals, though, like Sorry. there's a lot of red tape, and and I, I don't put Sorry, a lot of stock. Here, folks. <laughs> Sorry, I don't put a lot of stock in those kind of deals out there. You don't? I mean, I just eight I, mil. I think I don't either. Sean, I, I, that's I, outrageous. That's crazy. Like, but it was on a published report. I'm just saying, on three published. Well, it was, in fact, it was a really good story about 
this week's spring games, April 15th spring games, and talking about five-star quarterbacks. Rashada. Yeah. Well, yeah, Rashada, Arizona State. But, yeah, yeah. And, and they, they put that eight, $8 million figure on Amaliva. Mm. All right, Abby. All right. I don't know if that's how you pronounce his name either, but – Sounds funny. Go ahead. All right. Next one, kind of difficult. What Nebraska team do you think will win a Big Ten championship first? Men's basketball or football? Big Ten championship? Yep. Outright conference? I mean, you probably have to say football. Yeah. I mean, it's just winning the Big Ten is like winning the national championship. Like, that. that's what – I mean, like, if you win the Big Ten kind of. in basketball, you're a one seed. Purdue is a one seed. Yep. If you win it in football, Ohio State and Michigan made the playoffs this year. And with football, all you have to do is win your division. Not and then well, you, the divisions they, are going to be well. Gone, yeah, okay. Yeah. It's, the, it's a tough time question. being. I mean, it's just it's hey, just, it's a hard question. It is. It is. It's, it's kind of like question. if you win the lottery, you're going to take the month, the the annual payments, or the one lump sum. I mean, what I would like, like to to be able to say is it doesn't seem that far fetched, but right now it just seems incredibly far. Yeah, I mean, on both counts, you have to really talk yourself into either one of them right. at this point. Right, it's just not even realistic talk until Nebraska shows progress to get to that level. Yeah, and you, and you know, the big dogs are. I mean, you just look at Penn State. Nobody talks about Penn State. Nobody. And they've won. They've had four 11-win seasons since 2016. Because they can't beat those two other teams. Right. But think about that. During Nebraska's struggle since 2016, Penn State, three 11-win seasons. Three 11-win seasons. I mean, nobody even talks about them in that, in that, on that side. They made multiple New York Six Bowl games. Yeah, they just won the Rose Bowl. I mean – but but it's you know Michigan's r- really rolling. I mean, some people are picking Michigan to win it all this year, and they got they'll have a great chance. They have that kind of roster. All right, Abby. It looks like we are on to we got two more two more questions. All right, next one is the singular focus on Dylan Rayola a mistake that will end up backfiring on Nebraska, as other twenty twenty four quarterback targets are being wooed elsewhere, while Nebraska waits and could ultimately lose Rayola. I, my question back is, what would you? What do you do? Do you just like because you have to keep recruiting him? And so, what do you tell Daniel Kalen? Like, right. like, yeah, we're gonna take you, but if Ryla comes here, right. we're gonna dump you. Like, so, Nebraska. I mean, if Nebraska said we're just gonna stop recruiting Dylan Ryla because we don't think we're gonna get him, um, but you still are in in the conversation. With them, I mean, that would you be keep a, recruiting him. You keep recruiting, and, and him. if you don't get him, there's a there's a very convenient thing they call the transfer portal. Yep. And that's where you go. They have six scholarship quarterbacks right yeah. now. It's not, it's not like they're short on quarterbacks no. in this program. It's not a big problem. Not a yeah. problem. I wouldn't worry about that at all. No. I wouldn't if I were rule. No. And the, the the reward far outweighs the risk, in my opinion. Just because oh, if, yeah. if you put all your chips on him and you get him, yeah. holy cow, you yeah. just got yourself a program quarterback. Mm-hmm. If you don't, like you just mentioned, you already got a bunch of guys you can work with on your roster, and there's a transfer portal, and there's other quarterbacks on the market. That's it. And I bet you, I bet you Matt Rule's answer would largely mirror what we just said. Yeah. All right, final question, Abby Barmer. All right, it's finally warming up and starting to feel like spring. So what is your favorite season? Not winter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fall guy. Yeah. I mean, you just cannot – I feel like the weather in Nebraska in the fall is its best. Because you okay. get a little bit of summer, and you know it doesn't really start to get cold until October, until yeah. de- even December now. Yeah. I mean, November's been a relative. Yeah. I mean, other than the Wisconsin game this year, it's just not. No, we've had some. We've had some nice Novembers. You're right. Like you're mowing your lawn damn near in November yeah. still. And yeah, so, I'm still riding a hog in November like, at times. I am on Saturdays. 
I mean, on, on, on there was that open Saturday. I was riding comfortably. Like, I love a night game Saturday because then you just have all morning Saturday to sit around and just go on a walk, enjoy the, the day a little fall. bit. Fall. Fall yeah. weather. I don't think there's any question that in Nebraska, fall is the best season. For one, there's football, but the weather is pristine. And I'll go beyond, I'll say the best month is October. Okay. When it's finally starting to get just chilly enough, you just slap a hoodie on, mm -hmm. you know, but you don't need a coat. Right. You, you wear jeans and a hoodie. Watch a weekend full of football. I mean, it's it does not get. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen Robin do it. I've I mean, seen Robin in a hoodie watching football. <laughs> you, don't, you don't call it Robin quite frequently. Yes. yes. <laughs> well, think about just our fall, like on these road trips. We went to West Lafayette. Just how glorious that yeah. weekend was Beautiful. in West Lafayette. Beautiful. <laughs> glorious might be a little much. Oh, it was unbelievable. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. I got to like say, I opened the room of my hotel yeah. room in the yeah. in the Purdue Union courtyard. Oh, yeah. It was like the courtyard of the Purdue Union and. Oh, there were kids outside throwing footballs yeah. around. It was just like picturesque. God, you're right. You're right. Walking to the game, it was crisp. They had a bottle of wine. I won't try to pronounce the name of that bottle. Prosecco. Prosecco. I called it prosciutto last time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bad, 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 bad beat. Much different say. South Elf. <laughs> that's, how they, that's how they pronounce it in South Omaha. Uh, <laughs> Prosecco. <laughs> Prosciutto. <laughs> All right, Ramir. <laughs> Ramir. Ramir. I'll get Tomanaga on my butt. The winter, the winter, <laughs> the winter this year about did me in. That fifty below yeah. thing about did me in. It did. It about did me in. Yeah. Fifty Abby, below. What's yours? I gotta go with fall too. The weather is great, but then also when you factor in football and volleyball season, yeah. it just really levels it up. Now there's yep. like three days of just elite seventy degree spring weather that we get. I mean, those are fantastic. Like this week. Yeah. So cherish them while they're here. Today, uh, April 11th, was the first 80-degree day. Oh, thank you, Robin. Thank you. Wow. Get ready. 80. Well, the spring's weird, too, because there's always, like, some sort of fire in Kansas, and it brings yeah. up, like, smoke. And yeah. Well, yeah, intentional fires. With like 70-mile-an-hour yeah. wind gusts. Like, I, w I went out to take my garbage out last night, and, and you could just smell burning. Yeah. I mean, Interesting. Come in, feel like you smoked a pack of Marble Reds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's bad for people with asthma and, and various conditions. Allergy. Yeah, terrible terrible really place for allergies. Yeah, you really got to watch that, yeah. All right. Well, that, that Stay in home. Stay inside. Old man <laughs> fall discussion, but uh, when we come back, lots of action in the basketball transfer portal visit, some in-state names involved. We'll get Robin's thoughts on that to close the show. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. Final segment here of the Husker Online show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, Robin Washed. Uh, it's been a fun one, boys. Yeah. Well, yeah, it has been. It's strangely fun. Let's close it out with some transfer portal basketball talk because it's hot and heavy right now. And, and there's really, and I, and I mean this sincerely, there's really only about one guy in, in Nebraska to follow for this. It's Robin Washett. Um, he's got his finger on the pulse of what's happening 
and there's so many daily moving pieces happening right now. Robin, just start us off with the basics. How many transfers could Nebraska take this year? Where are the needs? And then kind of give us an idea of maybe who could be coming in. Yeah, as it stands right now, they have four open scholarships. Um, the only signee they currently have is Eli Rice, the kid from IMG Academy um, that signed in the fall. Um, but there could be more than four. Um, there's you know, still maybe one or two guys that could potentially leave when all said and done that could open up even more spots. And so with the flurry of visitors that have already been confirmed uh, right now, that, that the known visitors okay. that um, have been confirmed, Pitt transfer big man John Hughley, um, Sienna point guard JV McCollum, um, Charlotte guard transfer Bryce Williams was here this past weekend on an official visit. We can talk more about him later. Um, and then the most recent one um, that happened just before taping today, uh, Latrell Wrightsell Jr., the former Omaha Central standout, uh, Cal State Fullerton guard, uh, narrowed his list down to three with Nebraska, Minnesota, and Alabama being the list. So he's going to be at Nebraska on uh, Friday, I believe, and then he's going to visit the other two next week. So some interesting developments. Obviously, Hunter Salas, uh, Gonzaga, Miller North, Stand out. He's he's very much in the mix. Nebraska was out there to see him on Sunday, uh, working on locking in an official visit with him. Um, and so there's a lot of moving parts, but those are the the known visits or potential visits that that are on the radar right now. It's pretty remarkable. I mean, this when you step back and look at the off seasons now, how critical this conversation is to Fred Hoiberg. Yeah, I mean, he's going into season five. No NCAA tournament appearances, no NIT appearances. And it's, it's you know, it, on one hand, there's pressure. On another hand, it's exciting. Mm -hmm. I mean, it looks like he could put together a pretty good roster still. Yeah. You've mentioned it, though, Rob. He's got to close deals. Yeah. We talked about this on your, your show right. um, on the ticket where uh, on paper right now, that visitor list looks pretty good. And really? if they get a good chunk of that, all of a sudden you can talk yourself into next season being – something better something better for them but um, over 500 yeah and over 500 yeah. you know then then you're really in that postseason potential bubble picture mm -hmm. so um you know, th that's that's the, the positive of it the other end of it is you're once again bringing a lot of new pieces and last year they were able to mesh those because they had the right leadership yeah. but the past three years when they tried to do that it was disaster where it never meshed so um, can this new staff continue from a culture aspect yep. what they did over the past year and not just bringing in quality players but getting the right types of guys right. that fit together and uh, accompany one of each other, complement each other yes. on the floor yes. uh, to where it's not just a bunch of individuals. Mm -hmm. You're assembling a team. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't answer your question. Point guard remains a priority. I would expect him to take at least two bigs. Two bigs? Yes. Because two bigs. We'll talk, we can talk about more of this later, but I'm I'm keeping an eye on Blaze Kata. His ankles, I I don't know. I, okay. It's taken a long time for those to heal, so I think you need depth, okay. especially after losing Oleg Koyanets and Derek Walker. They need some bigs, just yeah. just for depth purposes. So uh, that, and then uh, shooters. You know, they, that's where like a Bryce Williams who shot forty percent from three uh, would be a real valuable asset. So I would put bigs just because you need two of them right up there at the top of the list. Point guard is maybe 1B, and then shooters are right behind that uh, for what you need. And then 
what does the rest of your roster look like as far as maybe more potential movement out? We'll see when you cross that bridge. But um, fun times. <laughs> it's been fun a lot, times, been a lot to you. try to keep track fun of. Fun times is watching Bryce Williams on tape. I mean, Bryce Williams, now I get it. You said he'd be like third priority ah, when I watch him. A very close third priority. Yeah, he's – now this guy – Sean, this guy is a serious shooter. I mean, he's like a – I'm not going to – I mean, he's a serious shooter. He's six, seven, has a beautiful-looking shot, can get it off, has a good mid-range game. Yeah. So when the portal opened, yeah, uh, from everything that I heard was that Jameson Battle, the Minnesota transfer, you know, six, eight, three-point shooter, uh, they loved him. And the, he Who's was they? like Nebraska oh, staff. Nebraska, okay. And they were going like, – he was their number one guy. Obviously, okay. he went committed to Ohio State. Bryce Williams, I think, is that same mold yeah. where he's big – Long, long, can defend, can play multiple positions, and can be a mismatch offensively because of his three-point shot. So He's not just a three-pointer. No. He's a good no. offense. I mean, he is a very good offensive no. player. He can rebound, too. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, you get a piece like that, that's an awfully oh. good start. And like I said, he was here this past weekend, and that visit went as well as you could expect. There's a chance he might go see another school. I haven't heard anything about I, who that I, school I, might be. So I like where Nebraska stands. I I'd be, people are wondering if there's to be a potential commit watch. I would keep my eye on it, and I'd be I think shocked. Is in a good spot. I'd be shocked if he's not 13 points a game next year. Shocked. That's what he averaged at Charlotte. Yeah, he looks like that type of guy. Robin, what, with Hunter Salas, I mean, mm -hmm. what's your read on that? We know Fred Hoiberg was out there over the weekend. Could Nebraska get an official visit out of Hunter Salas? I think they can, and I think it's likely they will, um, just with the way things are going. And what's what's interesting is. When this process started, I don't know where Nebraska actually stood with Hunter. Right. Like, I don't know how legitimate of an option they were. And I honestly don't know like how where Nebraska's interest was. I think maybe they had some questions too. But sure I did. think as this process has gone and more communication has been had, and especially after that in-home visit on Easter Sunday, things have escalated on both sides to where I think Nebraska is very much a legitimate option for Hunter Salas. And I think... Hunter Salas is very much a legitimate target for Nebraska. So that being said, um, you know, we'll see kind of, I think he's going to take it through this week to see, you know, who else he talks with Wake Forest uh, and Steve Forbes, their head coach and his yeah. staff were up in Spokane the day before on Saturday for an in-home visit. They are a team to watch. Um, Ed Cooley, uh, former Providence coach now at Georgetown. Georgetown is a, is a school to watch there. Um, but, you know, what do those schools offer that Nebraska can't? Why does he want to go to Wake and just disappear from the face of the earth? Yeah. I mean, because that, that's what's going to happen. He could really be a star at Nebraska. At, at, at Nebraska, he could come here and be a star. Be a legend, a, a local there's legend. Things, NIL, now, there's people going to say, Sipple, you're out of your mind. Wake's in the ACC. You don't drop off the face of the earth in the ACC. I don't know. ACC's falling off as a league, though. Yeah, and, and who pays attention to Wake? I'd be shy. Why would you? The best do that? team in the ACC was Miami this year, and they bought their roster, and that was. So anyway, that am I, am, I, am I am I am I am I off base there? No, well, I mean, if you want to talk about individual player celebrity, his by far best opportunity is Nebraska. Right, there's zero question. Yeah, about that's what that. I'm talking about. Yeah, so to that to your point, yes, and so that's what that's what I think. Like those schools obviously have a lot more basketball tradition. They do, but what what more do they offer? You know, and they both have new new coaches, ah, so like all that. Come on. Anyway. So, yes, to your, to your question, Sean, yes, I do think Nebraska has a very good chance of bringing him on an official visit. And if you're looking at a potential target date, I would keep an eye on the spring game. I think that could All be right. a big visit weekend God, for Nebraska. Boy, Rob, 
I mean, that is a fascinating rundown. <laughs> Your job is incredible. Right? Oh, we haven't even talked about uh, another big. Boy big. You want to yeah, talk about Bradley? bigs? Rink, rank, mast from the Netherlands via Bradley. 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 He, he, he's basically like a version of Derek Walker. He's not quite the ball handler, but he's a much better shooter. And I don't know if you've watched it yet. Hmm. Watch this film and watch that that little jump hook. A little baby It'll hook. be a sight for those eyes. Oh, How would you like to be a mid-major coach right now in college basketball? Okay, yeah. so it works both ways. You get the guys like that that are leaving, but you also get the runoffs. You know, the guys that, guys coming down. Yeah. You get guys coming down. So, so you get high major players yeah. that couldn't cut it at the power five or whatever you want to call it level that you can replace with. So it, it works both ways. Yeah. Interesting. Well, lots to keep up on. Jeez, Make sure lots. you stay with Robin Washett. Uh, well, spring practice, obviously, throughout the weekend. Baseball, uh, big home series against Northwestern. Hopefully Nebraska can get the sweep against uh, the Wildcats, who have um, had a lot of problems this year. No, no. Yeah, well, they got rid of their hitting coach, their pitching, pitching coach. coach, and their ops guy. I've, other than walked. that. Yeah, other than <laughs> that. Going crazy. Other than that, they're that, playing Sean, baseball. you could go over there and coach third, probably, for one. <laughs> Just show up. <laughs> I'd be sending a lot of guys home. But uh, HuskerOnline.com, we got a great special right now. Um, you can subscribe uh, right now. Twenty nine ninety nine get you access until August 31st. Make sure you download our podcast anywhere you can f- find podcasts or like and follow us here on YouTube. Thanks again for joining us this week on Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics.